Thank you for joining us today on Growing Grace. This podcast is a daily journey through the Bible in a devotional format to discover the beauty of God's unconditional love and limitless grace. From the Old Testament to the New, from the historical books to the Gospels, from the prophets to the epistles, we will search for the true central figure of the Bible, Jesus Christ. Now for today's devotional, here's your host, Jonathan Carver. So what does mature look like? What does a mature believer, what do they talk like? What do they sound like? What, what kind of an appearance do they give? How do we know if we are grown or are growing? Uh, hopefully growth never stops for the believer. We're continuing today on spiritual growth, reading out of Ephesians chapter 4. We talked about that we were equipped for uh, works of service yesterday. And today we want to talk about how, what that looks like in the end game. Uh, he said, we, until when Christ is built up, we all reach the unity of the faith. Now, does that mean that in the unity of the faith that we all are doctrinally cloned, that we all believe exactly the same way, uh, and all of that? Of course not. There has never been um, uh, any attempt for us to become a bunch of spiritual Barbie dolls that all look exactly the same. And uh, God loves the diversity of the church. He loves the differences. And, and, and I think that what happens oftentimes in our society, especially, that we've forgotten how to disagree without being disagreeable. Um, there, the spirit of peace has not caused us to be able to come together. And as a result, we have really sent a mixed message to the world around us. But he says in verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 4 that when we reach the unity of the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, that's Jesus, and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, what in the world does that mean? Well, what I believe it means is, is that as we grow and mature, these pockets of our life, these areas of our life that need to be addressed from time to time. They need to be constantly evolving. They need to be constantly changing and looking and sounding more like Jesus. When we think about how that comes about, what causes that? Well, one of the things is, is obviously reading the Word of God you know, it renews our mind and it begins to form the principles by which we live. Uh, another way is through prayer. When we get honest with God in prayer and we ask Him and we're transparent with Him about our weaknesses and our needs and, and, and our struggles, when we bear those to Him, uh, then He begins to help us address them because when we dare to ask him for help in these areas, what happens is there is something unbelievable that begins to be downloaded into us. Fellowship with other believers as well is another key element um, of us beginning to look more like Jesus. Regular worship. And I'm not talking about just on Sunday. I'm talking about in your car on your way to work. Have you ever just had a song in your heart for Jesus and, and there was just something that just kept buzzing around in you? 
and uh and and this is the work of the spirit working inside of you that is causing you to look more like jesus you know the bible talks about us uh that that we are transformed from glory to glory by the spirit of the lord in second corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18 he said as we behold jesus when we fix our eyes upon him when we begin to really sell out to to being transfixed by the perfection and the beauty and the loveliness of jesus something begins to happen on the inside of us we're we we become transformed I can't tell you exactly how that happens. I don't know exactly how that works. There's no scientific formula for it. But the fact of the matter is, is that when we behold him and we see his worthiness, we get a sense of how loved we are. And there's just something about us that changes when we begin to realize that we're loved unconditionally. You know, this is one of the things about grace that is so real to me. When I discovered that there was nothing I could do to keep Jesus from loving me, it transformed my life. I quit feeling like that I had to perform for him and that he loved me no matter what. Now, is he always pleased with my actions, words, behaviors? No, but he's never going to give up on me. He's never going to stop loving me, and he's never going to stop calling me his son. And that is a powerful truth. And when we realize how much we are loved, then we are going to love him. You can't love him until you first get a revelation of how much he loves you. And then when you begin to love him, suddenly there's this, this explosion that goes off in us and we begin to love others the way Jesus loves I've made this statement a couple of times, and I think it's a powerful statement. And if, if our gospel doesn't attract the same kinds of peoples that Jesus did, it's not the same gospel. Jesus was accused of being a wine-bibber and a gluttonous person, of hanging out with the wrong crowd. But that's simply because that he loved people. When we begin to love people as Jesus loves them, that's when we know we're finding maturity in the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus. Thanks for joining us today on Growing Grace. We'll see you tomorrow.